Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. It was a quick, fast first hour, and our guests, of course, are being lined up, having a couple of technical problems with my phone lines, and so we'll get those get that all ironed out and everything as far as uh, that is concerned and then we will uh, be back uh, with you um I'll be back with some guests with you uh, in the first week of this year once we uh, get that straightened out now uh, when when I left uh, we were talking about the some of the dark things that um, are facing us. There, there are some difficult days, difficult days ahead uh, for us here in this country this year. And I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure that um, we will ever get back to what once was called normalcy. Ever again, I, I, you know, I don't. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, you know, I keep thinking about back when all of this actually began to change, and uh, I'm old enough to remember the Beatles. Okay, I'm old enough to remember the Beatles, but you know. I know that there are a lot of people who like to say that uh, with each passing generation, uh, society gets worse, uh, and 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 maybe. I think what is truly happening is that we are coming full circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the, I think it's all all of it, every bit of it, from the beginning to the end, is cyclical. It happens in cycles. Everything happens in cycles. And um, there are ways to keep uh, things on a desirable type of uh, cycle. But if, in fact, you don't learn certain lessons, and friends, that's, that's where we have been. That's where we have been. We have been to a point where we have not learned certain lessons. And I, I do believe that it is true that if you don't learn certain lessons from your past in order to make you better, you then are doomed to repeat uh, the errors, the lessons of the past. It, it, it's not necessary. 
you know, it's not it's not necessary that you repeat the errors of the past. Not necessary. But but if you don't learn the lessons and that's where uh, the genius of the statement comes in, is that there are things that you learn from mistakes and downfalls and trip ups. The things that you should learn from those that you do not want to uh, repeat. But if you don't learn from those, then the fact of the matter is you're doomed to repeat it. That's what that's what it's saying. And so and so here we are right now, uh, friends, here we are. Um, having seen what happened to America back in the 60s, back in 19s and, and culminating really in 1968, becoming to a, 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 a point where this, uh, I don't know, this, this boil that had come up on the American epidermis must be, you know, lanced. That's what draining the swamp is all about. It's about lancing uh, a boil that has come up on the American uh, epidermis. Yeah. And that's what we must do. That's what that's what this president was. uh, It's actually his mission is to lance that boil. And those uh, who see him coming, who uh, actually want, (laughs) enjoy the, who actually enjoy the pain of what, what uh, that boil has produced in this country. Those who, who actually enjoy that type of pain are doing everything they can from uh, entering into uh, modes and methods of what would make us healthy again. Huh? We, we, they're fighting what would make us healthy again. Wanting you, wanting me to believe that somehow this president is an enemy of the country. By taking out uh, people who <laughs> have threatened us and uh, bodily and, and has threatened us with bodily harm. Ah, so there we are. Here we are, and Congress demands answers from the president for killing uh, an enemy. They are just off the chain. They are acting like, um, I, I don't know, sixth graders who maybe even younger, three-year-olds who are kicking in, in, the, in the aisles of Walmart. That, that's more what the Democrats are actually behaving. They're behaving like y- young children who are throwing a tantrum 
in the aisles of Walmart, while in the same breath despising Walmart shoppers. <laughs> huh? Isn't that amazing? They 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 call Walmart shoppers and anybody who uh, might be Trump supporters deplorables, but yet they're the ones who throw uh, infantile tantrums like little children in the aisles of Walmart. So uh, there are. People who are weeping, or I did weep at uh, the general's funeral, the Iranian Iranian general's funeral. Oh, it was it was absolutely sad to see, but in a rare display of emotion, the Ayatollah Ali uh, Khamenei cried openly Monday at the funeral of slain General Kasim. Soleimani, his most important military commander with whom he shared a very deep bond. Um, he exclaimed, Oh Allah, there are in need. They are in need of your mercy and you are exalted above punishing your servants. Khomeini said that during a mass prayer as he stood over a flag-draped casket with the remains of uh, Soleimani, who was killed in a U.S. drone strike in Iraq Friday. Yeah. Khomeini, uh, uh, according to sources, his voice was cracking under the weight of the moment during uh, the funeral procession, unlike any in Iran's recent history, police said attendees numbered into the millions. And so, in fact, so everybody turned out for the uh, the funeral. It showcased the death and the bond of Khomeini uh, had with the general and uh, the insight into how uh, Soleimani's Death is being felt personally by the supreme leader of Iran. It could also impact how Khomeini responds to the United States. Now, <laughs> now, this is where the politics and the separation comes in when we look at where we many times part company um, on on you know the policy and this is what Obama didn't have Obama didn't have a lot of policy Trump has policy and this is exactly what the progressives the regressives or whatever you want to call them the Democrats let's just call them the Democrats because that's that's who you're going to be voting out of office Come the twenty twenty. Let's just call them the Democrats. How about that? The liberal Democrats who are socialist, communist leaning Democrats. Let's call them that. This is where where we we come to uh, some real nitty gritty here, and that is actually understanding that you want 
this supreme leader of Iran to do exactly what he is doing right now. And that is considering his reaction to America. We know they hate us, okay? We're not not expecting any type of love fest here to break out anytime within the next, uh, not as long as Khomeini's alive. And and, and and I am not uh, advocating anything as far as anything happening uh, to Khomeini. Don't believe that. But I am saying this. There's not going to be peace, you know, with us until Christ comes. You might as well get ready for that, all right? There's not going to be peace in, in uh, with America and the rest of the the world before until Christ comes. Now, keep in mind that in the last day prophecies and uh, as far as countries and and that type of thing is concerned, America itself is not really mentioned. Okay, of course we weren't a nation uh, before uh, Scripture came uh, into being, but um, uh, it really I, I have not seen any real references to a new world like ours. Except in the sense that uh, there is a, a, a Beulah land type of place where uh, at least justice is expected to prevail. But the imperfection of any place on, on this earth mm, pales or it takes away from any reality of peace between a a, a nation like ours and Iran, unless Jesus Christ himself comes. And so what will be Iran's response to America? What will be Iran's response to uh, the, the killing of Saul Mani? Other Revolutionary Guard members and a senior Iraqi milita- militia leader in a stunning attack on their convoy, um, they were killed along with him. Uh, but shortly after Soleimani arrived at Baghdad's international airport, the killing ordered by, of course, President Trump was dramatically Heighten, has dramatically heightened the risk of war as senior Iran officials vow to strike U.S. military targets in response. Now, if that is their response, if that is their response, it would be absolutely foolhardy. It would be absolutely foolhardy. Now, now we come to the nuts and bolts of this whole thing, Russia. We all know that the Russians have propped up the Iranians and have backed their play, right? They have backed their play from the very beginning of this this conflict, even back when Obama was, uh, you know, wanting to tell Vladimir that he'll have more flexibility after the election. We know that Russia has been the, the Iran is the lapdog of, of, of Russia. OK, so so 
you have uh, so many people who are Democrats in uh, sympathizers, liberal in, in, enthuser, enthuser, enthusiastic people have said that somehow Trump was a pawn of the Russians. Well, what has happened is that this president has proved that to be untrue in so many tangible ways that it it is absolutely amazing that anyone would be that stupid to say something like that. You see, by this president taking out the Russians' lapdogs' top uh, military general, it says to me that the president does not care what Russia thinks about protecting uh, the United States president protecting America. Huh? And, and, and now, now pay attention because you are going to have several of the um, news talking heads. Many of them are going to, they're going to find a way to do it. Say that somehow we have also made Russia more on edge toward us as well. You are going to begin to hear uh, undertones as well as overtures of World War Three looming in our immediate midst. Friends, don't you believe it. In fact, the contrary is so real. The contrary is so much more of a reality that just blows my mind to think that somehow you have people who think that uh, our president does not have American best interest at heart. It just blows my mind how some people could possibly say that. The Iranians are going to be much more cautious about what they do from this point on because I don't care who you are, where you are, you want to live. And on a Friday night, the president gave a very, very clear uh, and statement, present statement to everyone who would listen around the globe. If you put American life at stake, your life is at stake. I'll be back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Concerned to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. And hey, folks, it is one of those uh, days where we are. Just getting back into the groove, uh, having been gone for a long time, almost uh, three weeks, um, a long time right before uh, Christmas. And then um, here we are back. And uh, Jane and I have made uh, relocations up to Colorado, and it is uh, just absolutely gorgeous up here. It's much uh, cooler, you know, than we are used to. But uh, I tell you what, it is absolutely beautiful. Uh, there is no doubt. Now, uh, when we uh, think about that, uh, the fact that America, the American president, the our, our uh, commander in chief has, in fact, taken steps to tamp down the Iranian threat against America, then you naturally have come to a point where you have opened the door to um, have it said that he uh, did it in the wrong way. He made the world a less safe place. I beg to differ. I beg to differ big time with any thought like that because I'm telling you that because he did it the way he did it, because he did not uh, do it in a, a way that uh, would uh, let the enemies of our country, even those in the United States House of Representatives, you can't, you, you didn't tell them, didn't tell some of the people, didn't tell people on, uh, in the Senate. Why? Because you now have coup attempts being planned against this president within the next couple of uh, months. Yeah, there are people who are, listen, they tried to humiliate him. They, well, first they laughed at him, okay? Then, then they tried to humiliate him by accusing him of being a Russian spy. None of, none of all of that, none of that worked. Then they tried to discredit him. That hasn't worked. And, and so, folks, now you have people in the next few months who are going to actively try coup attempts on uh, the, 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 the office of the president. They, they already tried it. They tried, they tried to take him down. Uh, they've already tried it. They tried to take him down. And so it's going that that type of thing is going to increase. And if you think 1968 
Democrat convention was one for the history books. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Listen, when um, this Democrat convention take place, this 2020, in this year, 2020, when it takes place, I guarantee you there is going to be opticals. Oh, when the Republican convention takes place in 2020, uh, let me tell you something. There are going to be obstacles and opticals. All the optics are going to be absolutely incredible. (laughs) Oh, yes. The optics are going to be absolutely incredible. So, so now here we go. And this is what I want you to know. Um, there was a time, not just a few weeks ago, just a few weeks ago, I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell you about something that's going to be turning, that's going to turn around. It's going to turn around, even though there's going to be conflicts here and there, but it's going to turn around. And you've got, you've got to make sure that, that you do your part to help and, and make it turn around. Okay. Here it is. You know how uh, people have been being attacked for wearing uh, Trump memorabilia, like, you know, Make America Great Again caps and, you know, those type of things. That's about to turn around. And I'm going to tell you why it's going to turn around. Because more and more people are indeed wearing that type of stuff who want somebody to say something to them. Now, I'm not saying that you're going out looking for confrontation or looking for any of that type thing. I am. I'm just saying that you are going out to be you. Huh? You are going out to to be you. And so what would you do then if somebody told you that you were not you you were not allowed to be you? No, you weren't wearing any Trump hat or anything, but I'm just talking about if somebody came uh, into your space and said, I don't like the tie you're wearing. Because it reminds me of something bad. What would you do? Well, friends, that is exactly the way you're going to have to start looking at this whole thing. You have to start looking at it like uh, people who are daring you not to wear to wear that tie. Or, or you can wear. Do you you do realize you can wear your hair any way you want to wear it, right? <laughs> huh? You you can wear you can wear your hair any way you want to wear. Unless you, I'm talking not talking about you kids there who have these. Uh, I don't. And then again, I I really don't think that. Um, I don't know. I'm I, I'm kind of torn on on um, people telling you about your hair and stuff like that. Yeah, there should be dress codes. 
you know, because some people, some young people, but you know, if you want to wear long hair, wear it, you know, make sure it's clean. But anyway, anyway, I digress. What I'm saying is there are people who are standing up and they are saying we've had enough. We're not racist. You know, we, we, we're, we're, we're done. We're done with you doing that to us. And we're going to wear what we want to wear. If it says uh, make America great again, we're going to wear that. And we're going to be ready for whatever uh, consequences may come. And folks, what I am saying to you is that's when you see the end of things like that is when uh, you start uh, being standing up for the, the right to be you. There's nothing racist about that. So stop being cowed down, bullied down and um, made to think that somehow you you don't have a right to be you. I I see that turning around here very soon. And if you want to do it, you ought to do it. You ought to thank the Democrats for being so uh, uh, helpful. Thank you, Democrats, for uniting us. Thank you for being as stupid as you are. Thank you for that. Because, uh, friends, I, I think I don't know if you see the the golden opportunity here that has been presented to us. As conservatives, as Republicans here, we have an opportunity to unite around a, a, a booming economy, a economy, a president who has launched policies that did indeed take us to places that we had not been before economically. He has been a champion of Christian people and he has been a champion of religious liberty the president said before he uh, became when he was candidate Trump he was saying on the campaign trail to black people Latino people that whether you voted for me or not I will be your greatest champion. Promise made, promise kept. He's been a champion of people of faith. He's been a champion of black people. Lowest unemployment rate, can't say it enough, in the history of this nation. Latino people, he's been a champion to them. Lowest unemployment rate in the history of this nation. He's been a champion for women. More opportunity for women starting businesses and doing things in this country than ever before. We have several million jobs in surplus in this country 
the only way that you are not working in this country right now is that you don't want a job. And that 3% unemployment definitely is taking into account people who don't really want a job. You do understand that, don't you? Oh, they would like to have another source of income. They like to do a little piddling around for they really don't want to go and do anything. They're okay. 3% unemployment. You know, it, it is just absolutely amazing what is going on here. And yet you have... Democrats. Let's just call them who they are. Let's 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 not call them liberals. Let's not call them uh, progressive. Ooh, ooh, let's not even call them progressive or regressives. Let's not call them anything. Let's call them Democrats. The Democrat socialist. And then there are some of the establishment Republicans. You know the never Trumper Trumper types. Those you know establishment Republicans who are standing in the midst of economic boom in this country, uh, religious liberty being defended in this country in ways that it has not been defended. You are in an you are in a nation that is experiencing its blessings from sea to shining sea, but yet. You have Democrats. Let's call them who they who they are. Oh, they they'd like to hide under a banner of socialist, but you're not. When you go to the polls to vote, you're not going to see. So yeah, you you might see a socialist candidate there. You might see that sometimes, but that's not who's that. That's not who uh, has majorities in houses in the House of Representatives. The socialists soon will have on the ballot. But when you go to the, you're going to see Democrat, you want to vote against that one. You don't, you don't want to put, you don't want to put an X or anything uh, near, near anything that be, be, let's call them who they are. They're Democrats. Of course you do what you want to do. (laughs) Oh yeah. You do what you want to do. Uh, Far be it for me to tell you what what to do, but why would you? That's what I'm. I'm just asking a question, and I'm, I'm certainly want to stimulate whatever com- conversation there might be, as far as that's concerned. But why? Why would you want to do that? Huh? Especially if you are looking to be a person upwardly mobile in this country. Hmm. Upwardly mobile. Yeah. So, my friends, what um, we face right now is people who are wanting to see a world war happen. They want to see foreign countries turn against this president. But the oddest thing to me is that they call themselves Americans. And yet they do not want to see this American president be successful. 
I, listen, I don't care how you uh, spin all of that. Something ain't right with that type of thinking. Something's just not right with that type of thinking. You call yourself an American, yet you don't want to see the policies of a successful American president be carried out because you don't like him. That is, is that, is that really where we are? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we have, we have 10 months to decide. Yeah. You have 10 months. That's it to decide. Spring's going to come and all of the primaries are going to, um, Come Super Tuesday, all of that's going to come here in just about um, a little less than a month. State of the Union address is um, one month and two days, I think one month and one day away. And of course, the invitation by Pelosi has already gone out to um, the president to come up to the Hill to deliver the State of the Union address. That is going to be monumental. <laughs> Listen, unless the economy takes a tank, just 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 dives below sea level in a month, and I don't see anything, there are no indications of that. This president is going to stand there in the well of the House of Representatives on January 8th, I believe it is. And he is going to be able to deliver a state of the union address like with with boldness and confidence that no other American president has had the luxury of truly saying that the state of our union is good. Oh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, you see, and, and one of the things that I don't know, I have grown to like. I wasn't necessarily uh, liking it at first, but I have grown to like. And uh, the Apostle Paul said this, and this is what I saw Trump do on Friday night. He boasted in the Lord. Huh? God had ble- God has blessed this country. He boasted in the Lord and what God has done for this country. And so, uh, friends, God is blessing this nation because you have a president who give and did give. God, the glory. Yeah. That, that it, let me tell you something. You cannot beat that person. But I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth saving. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back home stretch New Year CL Bryant show 2020 coming to you from the beautiful state of Colorado yeah Colorado and uh, yeah I am uh, Jane and I have made uh, the move up here and we're actually really liking it especially the scenery and uh, the Christmas the air is so good and clean and of course there's work to do um being here there's work to do it's not here on a lark there's work to do but just the same um want to thank all of our friends at freedom works and um i went on went down to uh, miami over the weekend and i'm happy to report to you i'm so happy to report to you that you have a president who's not ashamed Yeah, he's not ashamed to be called a Christian and to have Christian people pray over him in Jesus' name, uh, talking Holy Spirit and and all of that type. You know, I'm I'm talking about saying the words, y'all. So if he's not afraid to defend his own faith, then that that should give everybody confidence that he will allow you to defend yours because that's the only way it truly works folks is if your faith is defended along with mine otherwise you don't have a republic and you have fundamental change over what was intended you know And that is every man, every person with their own ideas, with their own freedom of expression and freedom of speech with a nation that would not establish any type of state religion so that every person can be their own person. And if one uh, denomination or religious sect uh, takes the lead in membership and all of that, that should not be of alarm because their main goal as part of our American creed is to make sure that my sect, my religion, my faith can be seen and heard as well. And, 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 and then, yes, and, and, and folks, let me tell you something. 
you may not realize it, but competition exists. Competition exists everywhere. Even when it comes to faith and, and, and freedom, there's competition for both of those faith. There's competition for people of faith. There's competition for people who embrace freedom. There's competition for that. And America, if it, it, it does not do anything else, it provides a place where people of different ideals um, and uh, abilities can compete. And it creates, friends, a marketplace where goods and services of those competitors, competitors can be sold. And, and, and you may say, well, I don't, yes, I don't have anything. Yes, you do have something to say. Every one of us is selling at, at some time. You may be collecting a government check thinking that you don't have something to sell. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I want you to think about it. Because there, there can come a point when uh, that government check is cut off. So, yes, you do have to keep and maintain a profile in your sales portfolio in order to keep that. Oh, we could talk about it. Oh, well, you say I'm disabled. Yeah, but you still have to sell that. There are a whole lot of people disabled that weren't able to sell it. Uh Uh-huh. There's a whole lot of people that's poor not able to sell it. Poorer than people who you think are poor, but they can't sell it. (laughs) Huh? So America is a place that creates the type of competition that lifts all boats and prime example of that. And of course, Miami is a a prime example of it. Houston, Dallas, uh, Fort Worth, Denver, Uh, New York City, though, is the example that I truly, truly want to bring your attention to New York City. My wife and I, we love food. We love restaurants and so forth. No, we're not fat. And I'm not fat bashing. I'm not not doing that today anyway. I'm not, I just don't do that. Okay? I've been accused of that. But I'm not a fat basher. I've, I've been overweight myself. I've never really been fat, but I've been overweight big time. My wife and I love to eat. We love to enjoy a good meal when we get a chance to go out and eat. Okay? In New York City, I am saying to you folks that you can go into just about any restaurant that you would like and you can expect a good meal. And if for some reason you are fortunate enough uh, on your choices of where you're going to eat, you can enjoy a very good meal, very good meal. And I don't, I don't know of, I'm just talking about a hole in the wall joint in Manhattan where they serve food in a busy, uh, place 
if they have traffic, that that food is not going to be good. Why? Because of competition. What that person just sold you, if it's no good, word gets out quick. Hey, stay away from that place over there. Go to go over to Sal's. It's right across the street there. Uh, go to Jimmy's. Hey, uh, Leroy's place is good. Competition. And in order for people to keep saying that your place is good, that you should go there, guess what? You got to keep being good. Admire um, long-time restaurants that, uh, in fact, Arno's, Brennan's, New Orleans Staples, Shreveport Club, of course, it's a private club, you know, but it's the food's good, been good all along. Yeah. And my friends... When I think about people who don't get the spirit of competition that is necessary, even when we talk about expressing your faith, Christian folks don't care about uh or shouldn't, I should say. I know there are some, we have zealots everywhere we go. I mean, you have, you have people who are just zealots about it. Uh, zeal, have incredible zeal, but they don't work in the knowledge with that zeal. You understand? And so you have something that is, that can become twisted if you're not careful and but a true Christian wants to share conversation with a non-believer but to you Christians uh, and so many of you have no clue what it is uh, you believe going with knowledge because many times the atheist uh, the Buddhist the Muslim they are well versed in what they know about their faith, what they believe about their faith. And too often, too many times, Christians just don't. It is sad. It really is sad. But now, what I was saying. Is, is this what I was saying is this we then must understand that if we uh, are wanting to make a difference we must have certain conversations and I am saying to you that the president of the United States has indeed started a conversation. He has started a uh, movement, two of them that I am a part of. One, Black Voices for Trump, two, 
evangelicals for Trump. Two of them. I'm a part of them. And let me say to you that you are going to see, in my estimation, in my humble opinion, absolute, I mean, a, a, a just a landslide of unexpected support for this candidacy, this president, his candidacy in the months to come from unlikely people. Now, I've been I've been fighting this fight. I've been here for a long time. I've been doing this a long time now as far as pushing and touting conservative values. And, of course, uh, speaking or trying to get make certain that uh, we have reference and and we have occasion to understand that since we ask for representation with the Tea Party movement and as highly successful it was, we saw the type of venom that came toward it. I, I, I never thought that we'd see it worse but we're seeing it worse when it comes to this president. The type of venom that was directed at the Tea Party, it is worse toward this president. And all either one of them was about was founding values and making certain that you, we as Americans, are not misrepresented and certainly not our money is not spent without our consent of the governed, you, me, Americans. Well, friends, um, listen, I'm glad to be back with you here live. Uh, Wednesday, we'll have our first live guest on with us. I want to thank each and every one of you for uh, coming along with me here today as we build the bridge to conversation. Uh, and I want to thank God for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our mind. I want to thank God for you. And until I am able to speak with you again, I'm CL and may he bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.